What's up everyone? It's me AJ and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour and it's time for the ultimate breakdown. Welcome back everyone to the ultimate breakdown. I'm starting with Atlanta today so I have a quick interview that Marlo did with Page Six. Now Bravo has finally upgraded Marlo to a full-time housewife on Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, and apparently not everybody is happy about this move. According to Marlo, Kenya is not excited that Bravo gave her a peach after all of these years. She said, I don't feel Kenya was happy at all. I feel that um, I feel that was all just smoke and mirrors or whatever. She continued by saying, I feel deep inside that she didn't feel that I should have a peach. She didn't want me to be her equal or sitting on the couch next to her. I've been there, but she's always been able to feel like she's had one on top of me, saying she was a peach holder, but I don't think she was genuine at all in being excited for me. Kenya previously claimed that Bravo only promoted Marlo because it's a good look for the network. However, Marlo says that she has been putting in the work for 10 years and deserved the promotion. Marlo said, I've been here for 10 years, so it's home, but it's like the next level now, and I'm just so excited because I know all my fans and supporters are so excited to really get to see all of Marlo, get to know all of me besides the fashion in me and my slick mouth. Um... Despite her hope that she and Kenya would finally mend fences and become friends, that didn't happen while filming season 14. She said, I put in the work, like I'm going to show this girl what being a friend is. I went above and beyond to support her and I'm just like, I'm tired of you never supporting me. Every damn time I give, she just fucking takes some water and throws it right in my face. So if you have been watching Atlanta since the beginning, Marlo has been around, I think, um, yeah, I mean, she's been around even before Kenya came onto the show. Uh, as a friend and um, you know the friend role like we know still can have quite an impact I mean clearly she's been on for 10 years she's had some sort of impact on the show Um, definitely lots of moments with Sheree with Nini um, even with Candy I mean there's been some some issues there too so it's it's going to be interesting to see her in a full-time role for sure and I'm honestly not surprised that Kenya is a little intimidated by that So that's actually all I have with Atlanta. I'm sure the press will start to kick up considering that we are getting a premiere on Sunday. Um, So I'm going to move over to Beverly Hills. Now, Beverly Hills is rapidly approaching as well. And um, I have a bunch of press updates for you guys on that with just interviews that people have been doing. So last week I talked briefly about Garcelle claiming that some kind of beef is going to go down with Kathy and Kyle and... Um, essentially Garcelle did claim that she felt closer to Kathy than her own sister was. So Garcelle is now trying to repair her relationship with Kyle after dissing her on Watch What Happens Live. Um, the move comes after Kyle admitted that Garcelle's comments really hurt her feelings. Um, Kyle said that she was shocked during her Amazon live stream. Garcelle did speak with Page Six, um, and said, I reached out to Kyle and I said that I was sorry for hurting her feelings about the whole Kathy of it all. On Watch What Happens Live. She added that Kyle was receptive to her apology. Excuse me. And Garcelle said, I really enjoy Kyle. I really do. And I did not want to hurt her feelings. I love Kyle. She's an OG. I think she's a great girl. She's funny. When we're together, we laugh like nobody's business. We say the same things at the same time. We really do have a connection. And I think that you'll see that connection this season. It's unfortunate that we hit these bumps in our friendship sometimes. Let's let the season play out and see where we go from there. I did think it was nice of Garcelle to apologize because I did think it was a, a I mean, she, I think she was being a little too shady, um, you know, because it is her sister. I think that she's a little bit more protective about um, what people say. 
Now, I believe last week I talked about Lisa Vanderpump commenting on Erica throwing Garcelle's book into the trash. I believe I talked about that, but I'm going to talk about it again because Erica did clap back. So Lisa weighed in on the recent drama between Garcelle and Erica, and um, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny, actually. But um, anyway, so when it comes to Lisa's thoughts on the drama, she did speak with E! News and said, I thought that was kind of pretty mean, honestly. Maybe Erica didn't understand it. Maybe Garcelle should have sent her a scratch and sniff book or something. Um, Lisa added that she loved the book and said, I actually sent somebody to get it out of the trash. I read it and it was really damn good. So it turns out that Erica wasn't a fan of Lisa's shade and clapped back on Bravo Housewives Instagram and said, "That's rich coming from someone whose breaths, um, <laughs> that's rich coming from someone whose breath reeks of garlic, cigarettes, and Chardonnay." Uh, and Lisa Vanderpump has exited the chat. She has not said anything. Um, I feel like that's really just kind of mean. I mean, to be honest, like Erica, kind of was a it was a bitchy move for her to throw that in the garbage and I feel like you know Lisa's just kind of defending her friend since her and Garcelle are friends so I don't know I think it's kind of weird but um you know Erica's shady what can you do so Rena has confirmed some speculation about the drama to come on the upcoming season of Beverly Hills on Instagram she hinted that everything is not hunky-dory with co-star Kathy she said one thing I can tell you we talk about everything no one gets special treatment honey and it ain't hunky-dory um, so this comes after, um, this, this basically is coming after, um, Lisa and Erica made it clear in the season 12 trailer that they want Kathy to be called out. Um, Erica said, if we're going to talk about Erica's behavior, are we going to talk about everyone in this group? And then in another, in another scene, Erica says, for a fucking year, I've been uh, pummeled. So, um, so that's why you want Kathy to be called out is what Kyle says. And then Erica says, yes, it is actually. Meanwhile, Lisa also faces off with Kathy in the trailer over allegations as she badmouthed Kyle behind her back, which we have yet to see what that really is. But she said, you said some things about this beautiful sister of yours, and I'm sorry, Kathy, you're not going to get away with it. Um, so definitely looking forward to that tea. Um, and Erica, I'm sorry, Lisa just keeps, you know, putting a bunch of stuff on her Instagram stories, kind of like cryptically you know, teasing for the season. So it's definitely going to be an exciting Beverly Hills season. So Erica did make a recent appearance on Tamara and Teddy's Two Teas in a Pod podcast alongside her co-stars Kyle and Rinna, where she did reveal which scenes she regrets from this upcoming season. She said, we're staying in Aspen. We have a, we have had dinner and we go to the girl's house. Garcelle, Sutton, Crystal, and Cherie were staying somewhere else and I got into it very heavily with them. She then admitted that she'd love to have those scenes never see the light of day. She said, I'd remove that. I haven't seen it. I experienced it. But what I experienced was bad, so I can only imagine how bad it looks. And she added that she went wild in front of the cameras. She said, it was bad. It caused a problem between Kyle and myself. I'm regretful. Obviously, we've been friends for eight years now, so my relationship with her is important. I thought that was good to hear because I feel like Kyle and Erica always kind of clash. Whereas I feel like... I really appreciate in a housewife the longevity of friendships. I don't like to see the friendships after 
X amount of years fall apart. I like, you know, the mini dramas here and there, but I don't like to see an eight-year friendship, a 10-year friendship get demolished over a stupid little thing. So um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that she's, you know, recognizing that, because I honestly feel like Erica doesn't really take accountability for anything. So um, as far as this wild moment that's coming up, I cannot wait to watch and dive into. And um, yeah, looks sounds really fun. <laughs> so lastly for Beverly Hills, Kathy has kind of sprinkled a little bit of tea as to what's going on. Uh, she did speak with E! News, um, you know, in regards to the trailer, which I was just speaking to you guys about. She said, you know, we're sisters and we all enjoy each other when we're together. I don't want to give away the storyline. I should have never said anything to anyone about my sister, Kyle, or anyone. Um, she said, when it comes to her feelings about Lisa, Kathy said, yeah, we're friendly and I should not have said anything. Um, Kathy also confirmed that she will be attending the season 12 reunion, despite the fact that her and Kyle's drama is sure to be a hot topic. She said, you better believe it. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm kind of excited because I always hear these like mixed things about Kathy, how she's not going to be returning, um, after this season. I really think that Kathy brings a really fun level to the show. Like she's just the comic relief that, that Beverly Hills really needs, um, and I just feel like, um, I don't want her to be afraid to get her hands dirty a little bit. I want her to establish her place on the show and I don't want her to be a pushover. So I am excited to hear that she is excited about the reunion and, um, and even her teasing, like saying she doesn't want to give away the storyline. Like that's big, you know, it shows that she cares about the show, which is pretty cool. And, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the, the upcoming season guys. Moving on over to Jersey, just a few quick things to share. So the season has ended, but um, Margaret did do uh, an episode of Us Weekly's Getting Real with the Housewives podcast, where she spoke about the upcoming reunion that we are going to, you know, watch unfold. She said, I just did the reunion and she doesn't have any remorse and she being Teresa. She said, you know, I could laugh about it, but she's not one to really have a lot of remorse. I tried to have a friendship with her, and I even tried after everything she's done, and she isn't as receptive. I mean, it's on her. That's not on me. I'd be open to having a friendship if she really worked on herself. That's what I'd be open to. Um, Teresa texted Margaret for her birthday on April 9th, and Margaret says that they have not spoken since filming the reunion. She also admits that the reunion was an ugly experience and that Andy was visibly frustrated by the drama, which I think we all could tell clearly from the trailer. <laughs> she said, I've never seen um, Andy so frustrated and agitated. It's the longest reunion I've ever had. I think that he's ever had. We went way over. It's crazy. It was draining, exhausting. Fights exploded with people you would never think that they would explode with. She also added, usually on reunions, we have a lot of people resolve, but this reunion, there was a lot of people going away, still agitated, new people fighting. So there's no uh, resolve this season, which is um, honestly kind of disappointing to hear. I, you know, like one of the things I like about Jersey um, is that like they do bounce back fairly quickly, but I can tell that I think just because the season was so short that the drama is just not done, you know, like there's still much to unfold. And I mean, it is a shorter you know, season, but it's not short of viewers. This season had like, you know, a season high viewers. Um, you know, it was just record breaking, but I think that there was a lot of stuff that's going to be left unsaid, which, um, is kind of a bummer. So I guess we'll have to see how the reunion plays out. Um, but it's not sounding too good. Um, you know, I love Teresa. She's an OG, but I think that she kind of needs to take a step back here and kind of, you know, I don't know. I think that she needs to fix herself a little bit from this. So speaking of feuds at the reunion, I do have an exclusive tea from All About the Real Housewives where 
Um, New Jersey sources are telling them that things got very bad between Jennifer and Dolores. Apparently, it got to a point that the two were screaming the words, see you next Tuesday to each other. Jennifer felt like Dolores didn't have her back throughout the season, and Dolores thinks that she was being a good friend. Nothing got resolved between the two, and they haven't spoken since the reunion. Um, everyone, oh, and, and oh, where does everybody else stand with Jennifer? Sources confirming that Jennifer is currently on good terms with just Melissa and Teresa. Um, and apparently sources are revealing that Dolores' ex-husband, Frank, hates Dolores' new man, Paul Connell. They said, everyone was shocked to find out that Frank does not like Dolores' new boyfriend. They all had such a great relationship with David, including Frank. Dolores is head over heels with her new boyfriend, but Paul is not comfortable with Frank and Dolores' closeness. It has caused a huge rift between Dolores and Frank. I've always thought that this is going to be an issue someday, like for Dolores. Um, I honestly feel like, like, I know that David was really close with Frank, but what if maybe that was kind of part of the problem? Like, I, I feel like that's kind of the issue because what's, you know, I mean, Frank has already kind of established himself, you know, on the show basically. And I think that he's probably a little threatened that he could lose that spot. Um, because I don't know, I, it's like another guy coming into the mix. I don't know. I've always thought that it was kind of weird. Um, I mean, obviously, I love the relationship, Dolores and Frank, but um, I mean, any new guy coming in, it's it's going to be kind of awkward. It's kind of like a Scott and Courtney um, Kardashian type situation. So I, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like they need to, you know, yeah, well, let's see, you know, hopefully we get to see Dolores's boyfriend next season on New Jersey because then I can kind of evaluate his behavior and see what I think then. And lastly for Jersey, I do have an interview that Teresa did on daily pop where she made it clear that she has no plans to leave the franchise that she built she said i started new jersey and i think i'm going to ride it out until the end um i think that's you know good to hear meanwhile Teresa also dished about her upcoming wedding wedding to louis when asked if fans can expect a future wedding special Teresa said i don't know we will see she also confirmed that she hasn't changed her mind on her sister-in-law melissa being excuse me a bridesmaid she said, it is what it is. I'm not her best friend. She's not my best friend. We're family. I love her. She's my sister-in-law and vice versa. And I'm sure she loves me because I'm her sister-in-law. But do we hang out like best friends? No, we don't. And I'm okay with that. As for Teresa's ex-husband, Joe, she did say that she's... Um, he did say that he's happy for her. Um, she said that we're, on good, we're in good terms. He's happy for me. I'm happy for him. Um, so, yes. One, I think it's cool that Teresa is saying that she will stay with New Jersey until the end. Because when I think of Jersey, I do think of Teresa as wild as she is and as wrong as she can be sometimes. I think that um, it wouldn't really be Jersey without Teresa. I think that the, she's kind of the backbone of Jersey, whether people like to admit it or not. I'm just putting that out there. Um, a wedding special would be really nice, and I'm sure that she would make bank from it, so she should say yes. Um, <laughs> and as far as Melissa not being her bridesmaid... I've never really considered them close. I never see them really hanging out outside of filming. They don't really do anything together. And, you know, I kind of see that both ways. Like, I don't really think Melissa puts in an effort. Um, so why should Teresa put in an effort? And vice versa. I don't really think Teresa puts in an effort. So why should Melissa do it? I mean, if they both put in the effort and they were collectively, you know, like, I kind of feel like when they're on the show, I mean, maybe a little bit more this season, Melissa kind of st stood by her. But I kind of even feel like when they're on the show, they're kind of on opposite sides of you know the teams like they're both the 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 leaders of separate teams 
So I don't know. It kind of would be nice to see Melissa kind of get her hands dirty and just, I don't know, like stick up for Teresa once in a while just to create some sort of riff for the show or something. I mean, I do want her to be authentic, but at the same time, I mean, it's like, you know, there's only, there's only so many times you can defend, you know, a soldier, you know, like you kind of just have to, I don't know. We'll see. Um, Jersey's always been my favorite. So yeah. Moving on over to Orange County, Tamra, you know, she just always has to give her opinion and I'm here for it. Um, she basically said that Shannon was ganged up during, ganged up on during part one of the reunion for Orange County. Um, considering that Tamra's current beef with Shannon was that, you know, well, I mean, they kind of have, have had a beef for a while, but Tamara hasn't had anything nice to say about Shannon since leaving OC in January of 2020. She did claim that Shannon ditched their friendship once the show, or once she was no longer on the show. Anyways, two judgy girls asked fans on Instagram what they thought about part one of the reunion. The post read, seems like Shannon versus them in this reunion, them being Heather, Gina, and Emily. Um, whose side are you on? Tamara commented on the post saying, Shannon's side, I hate to see a gang up. Meanwhile, during a recent episode of their podcast, Two Teas in a Pod, Tamara and Teddy slammed Emily, Gina, and Jen for being up Heather Dubrow's ass this season. Teddy said, I don't, I don't like how it seems like everyone is doing things to appease Heather, and then if you have anything you're going to say, everyone is upset. Tamara also said, oh, you mean like you don't like that everybody's up Heather's ass? I don't like it either. Tamara also doesn't understand why Heather reacted the way that she did to Noella's claim that she got physical with a crew member during, during her sushi party at the start of the season. She also thinks that Heather should have shown more empathy for Noella during the season as the newbie was going through a lot, including her divorce and her father's death. Tamara said, I'm not a huge Noella fan by any means. However, you have to have sympathy for someone that just lost their father. She's going through a divorce, like all of these things, like you have to have sympathy in you and none of them other than Shannon have that it is like mean girls versus sad girls to me at this point um Tamara also recently said that Bravo shouldn't bring Dr. Jen back for another season she said Jen needs to go Jen needs to go bye Jen I think that she's a lovely person I just feel like she's not cut out for reality tv okay so I'm gonna give you guys my opinion on all this I did feel like the women were ganging up on Shannon a little bit but at the end of the day Shannon is a grown woman she's been on for whatever eight seasons I think it has been um, I think she can hold her own. I think she did a pretty great job. However, do I think that Shannon will return? I don't know. I'm kind of 50-50. I almost feel like there's not, you know, much more for Shannon to show. I kind of feel like it's reaching that point of like where Vicky was, where they just, there wasn't much, you know, and it's just kind of there. I do see her as, you know, like we do like the longevity. And I know I always tell you guys that, that like the key for Orange County is consistency and longevity. So I will say that if they do keep her, I won't be upset about it. But um, as far as getting rid of Noella, I think that that would be a smart move only because she's like literally making shit up for the camera. I mean, it's, it's clear. She doesn't even have her story straight. I mean, even if she was going to do that, it would be nice if she even had her story straight before she goes and makes all these claims and then changes it later. Um, cause you know, we all keep notes, at least I do. And I think that Noella just clearly makes shit up. Um, everybody being up Heather's ass. I mean, would you, wouldn't you be up her ass? I mean, look at her. She's like the freaking matriarch of Orange County. If you stand by her, um, you kind of have like a guaranteed spot on the show because she'll want to film with you. She'll like you. If she doesn't want to film with you on one hand, you could get kicked off the show or on another hand, you could stay on the show and keep her job. So in a way, Noella is kind of smart that she's, 
you know, creating this or has created this little feud with her and Heather because um, <laughs> producers do like to see a little bit of a rift so that when they're going into the new season, they have a reason to start drama or whatever. So I do see that. But um, yes. And then as far as Dr. Jen coming back, um, yeah, I mean, like I started to like her and I think that her solo scenes are pretty good. I mean, she's pretty honest about her conversations with her husband. <laughs> She didn't really hold back with sharing anything. She gave nothing at the reunion, uh, hardly anything at the reunion. There was no update with her and Ryan. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. I don't know if she's just kind of holding off, but um, it's not really a good sign to show nothing at the reunion because that's essentially your audition for the next season. So um, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if she was gone next season, but... Um, Tamara sure is earning her spot back. I really think that they should bring Tamara back. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. So moving on over to Potomac, just a few quick things to share. So last week I did report that Ashley and Michael have decided to separate from their marriage. Um, it seems that Ashley may have hinted about their split from, um, or, you know, about her split from Michael just hours before officially announcing the news. She did post about getting paid on Instagram just six hours before announcing her and Michael's separation. On Tuesday morning, uh, she posted a video of her smiling while singing the song Sad Girls Love Money um, and was what was playing in the background. So Ashley will reportedly receive a large chunk of Michael's reported 20 million net worth. Their prenup expired after five years of marriage. So um, they wed in May of 2016 and they made their reality TV debut two years later with the premiere of Real Housewives of Potomac. Over the years, the ups and downs of their relationship have aired on Bravo for all of us to see. Um, during season four, Michael was accused of groping a cameraman, but the charges were later dropped. The next season, Michael was caught being unfaithful to Ashley following the birth of their first son, Dean. Ashley did say in her season five confessional that in the event of a divorce, she will receive 50% of um, their assets. And meanwhile, a source spoke with people that Ashley and Michael split due to trust issues and inconsistencies. What they had to say was, Michael is a real estate developer and owns the building where the family lives. He moved out a while ago. They've been having serious problems for about a year now. There's been a visceral disconnect between them as a couple. And for Ashley, the inconsistencies within the relationship and the trust issues led to their split. The insider also revealed that Ashley is ready to start dating again. She has been reportedly telling her friends that she considers herself single and has been asking to be set up on dates. She's been done and is clearly ready to move on. That was me snapping. Um, <laughs> I'm really happy for Ashley. Like, I, I, you know, I've, I don't think that she should have played Tammy Wynette and stood by her man. I think that she is doing the right thing for her kids and I'm happy for her and I hope she finds a, you know, a wonderful man. Speaking of girls' mans, um, filming for season seven of Potomac is in full effect and there is drama that is heating up. So just days after Ashley filed for divorce from Michael, reports are emerging that Candace and Giselle are on the outs. Candace has unfollowed Giselle on Instagram. So why did Candace do so? That's what we're going to hopefully figure out on this upcoming season. Meanwhile, Candace is also reportedly beefing with Karen. Recent tweets from the two suggest that there has been a major falling out between the former friends. Here's what Karen's tweets are. The best way to get a read on where you truly stand with your gal pals is to host a party with bubbly and a microphone. Baby, believe you will walk out with such clarity on what and who you are truly working with. When people show you who they are, believe them and carry on. 
I recently looked up the term fence humping, lol. It's a skill that should only be applied when you are correct about not choosing between the two. Chapter closed. And then somebody responded to that by saying, You did choose when you tried to get Candace fired, but played it off like it was concern. Monique is gone. Let this go with her. Candace shouldn't ever trust you again. No need for her to be nasty to you. Just leave you where you are. Karen said, That part, let it go. Trust, I'm done. Candace also tweeted saying, One thing about me, in this year of our Lord, I'm going to tell you you I'm going to tell you who you are, cause y'all like to lie to yourselves and calmly return to my yoga mat. The tizzies that may ensue afterward are a direct result of what I like to call hit dog hollerism. Woof. <laughs> um, so if that wasn't enough, um, Candace's husband, Chris, um, went on a Twitter rampage where he slammed the lies being spread about him. And it's being alluded that Giselle is the one who is allegedly trash talking Chris. Chris said, y'all really are not ready for what's about to go down. Call me what you want, but a liar I am not. And if that's the path you chose, I promise you will be sorry. He continued by saying, broke, live off my mother-in-law, no job, whatever. Those are lies for a TV show. This is my character you are trying to attack, and I will not sit down and say nothing. Uh, One fan said that Chris should stay out of the Housewives drama, and he fired back by saying, maybe they should keep my fucking name out their mouths, and I wouldn't have shit to say. Another fan wrote, stay out of women's business, to which Chris replied, this is my business, and what you're not going to do is lie on me. Um, (laughs) And then somebody posted, you know, like a funny meme about um, the husbands and like a, you know, it's like a post with the husband's faces on the girls' bodies. And it has Joe Gorga, Peter Thomas, um, and Slade Smiley on there. And... They said, are you the next Patricia Thomas? (laughs) And Chris said, maybe they should keep my fucking name out their mouths and I wouldn't have shit to say. Uh, Someone said, yikes. And then he said, talk shit, get spoken to like that. Um, And then someone said, let me go ahead and bookmark this tweet. And he said, you know what it is. A third fan pointed out that Chris should chill with the tweets because they will be used against him later. And Chris replied by saying, I understand the show, but what we're not going to do is lie and make up bullshit because you are a sorry, miserable person. Um, When another fan said that they believed Giselle, Chris quipped and said, and you would be wrong. Uh, (laughs) Here's my thing. I think he's going to get way too involved, uh, which is going to become a problem. So that's what I'm going to say for now, and we will reevaluate when the season airs. <laughs> well, my friends, we have reached the end of the Ultimate Breakdown. I hope you enjoyed it. So here is your Flash filming update. Atlanta is premiering season 14 on Sunday, May 1st. Tune in for that. Beverly Hills is premiering on May 11th. Um, Miami is currently filming for their upcoming season. Jersey has wrapped, and we are getting the three-part reunion starting on this coming Tuesday. Uh, Roni is still in the casting process for the reboot. I will let you guys know when I hear more information on that. Orange County has finished. We saw the second part of the reunion this week. I have not heard any casting updates or filming updates, but I will let you guys know as soon as I do. Potomac is currently still filming for their seventh season, and Salt Lake City has wrapped on season three. Uh, I don't know when the premiere is, but I will let you guys know when I hear more. Uh, but they have finished filming. And The Real Housewives of Dubai is premiering June 1st. We should be getting a trailer soon, hopefully next week or the week after. And Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2 will be 
I think June something, late June. I can't remember what I said before, but I have to keep, you know, looking it up. So it will be coming late June. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes arrive. If you have any news to share, feel free to message me so I can talk about all your favorite tea. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour with AJ for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Thank you.